Hello, and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Hueo. Are you hoping to calm your mind? Relax your body? Or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, Dr. Andrew Michaels shares a story you may find difficult to believe. But always remember, the world is a strange place. You never know what you may find hidden in the data, lurking around the next corner, or slipping past the edge of the telescope. Convergent evolution is where two species evolve completely separately, sometimes in different geological areas, but sometimes in different epochs of time. But yet, physically, they appear the same. They fill an environmental niche in much the same way. A good example would be the dolphin and the penguin. Both were land animals that evolved separately, but both gained flippers and gave away their land or air abilities for the ability to travel in the water. Another example would be the dolphin and some dinosaur species that went from land back into the ocean and filled a niche that provided great sources of food and freedom. You know, the planet's covered by so much land and water. There's so many things to discover. And we have discussed convergent evolution in the past, different races that evolved simultaneously with humanity. Is it possible there's another one out there? And the answer would be, yes, there actually is. They aren't spoken of very often because they are greatly feared and respected in the community of an intelligent races. I'm talking about the skunk people. How could somebody fear a race of creatures so frightening that they won't even speak of them? He who shall be nameless, applying it to a species. These must be horrible creatures. Absolutely evil, frightening, diabolical. But the truth is, none of that. That's why they won't speak of them. They won't speak of them because they evolved in a convergent course very similar to human beings. Yet they retained their species' number one defense to protect themselves. And in the hands of an intelligent humanoid, humanoid species, this weapon, this weapon of self-preservation and protection became 
unstoppable, undeniable. And it led to the saying, the skunk people never lose. The skunk people never lose. Oh, there are countries like the United States and others who brag about never losing a war, always winning a war, always being there till the end. But no one has ever, ever defeated the skunk people. Just the mere entrance to the battlefield of the warrior skunk tribe, and people surrender. Whole armies collapse before their might. Politicians will agree to any terms the skunk people lay before them on a table. The skunk people walk into a room to negotiate a peaceful end to hostilities. They dictate terms. Everybody agrees. The skunk people leave. It's been that way since the beginning of recorded time. The skunk people never lose. You just don't challenge them. Ever. There have been people who were mentally ill and a few megalomaniacs who thought they could challenge the skunk people for supremacy on the planet. Thank goodness they are a proud but quiet people that like to keep themselves and watch TV. Otherwise they would rule this planet with an iron fist. But they have no real violent bone in their body. They saunter into situations, they do what they want, and then they leave. They don't like to fight, but boy can they. There once was a rather silly MMA fighter who challenged someone from the skunk population to a fight. He was under the impression that he could withstand their biological defenses because he lacked the ability to smell. The fight was short-lived. One punch was thrown, and then the skunk defended himself. The spray of vicious, vicious fluids struck the MMA fighter from head to toe. It was an amazing attack, a full frontal attack. The skunk didn't even turn around and display his tail. He just sprayed him straight up, straight to his face. And the man cringed, collapsed to the ground, screaming in agony and pain, his eyes his nostrils, his mouth, his ears, everything affected, every orifice in his body, crying out in extreme pain. He rolled over and started to vomit. All the contents of his body erupting from both his mouth and his 
nether regions, completely emptying his bowels and his kidneys all over the floor of the octagon. The MMA fighter was in complete and utter distress. It had never been recorded in modern history, a human being being attacked by a skunk person. There were rumors, there were always rumors, there were stories, there were legends of people being struck by the fluids that uh, sprayed from a skunk's body. But to see, in reality, the effects on a human being with very little clothing on, it was extreme, his skin turning red. You could almost see the vapors rising from the man's body. You could almost smell it through your television set. People complained of sympathy, pains, throwing up in unison with the MMA fighter, swearing to their children they could smell the skunk through their television sets. Could you imagine that? Such an attack. So powerful. A legend. That it almost takes on supernatural levels. People thinking they were exposed to the smell of the skunk over the airwaves. And it doesn't end there. The skunk, of course, walked up and put his foot on the fighter as he was tapping out for the fifth time, trying to extricate himself from the ring, crawling across his own puddle of piss and vomit, skidding across the floor. The skunk placed his foot on his back declared himself a winner. He had to declare himself a winner. The referee exited the octagon soon after the attack was made. And the referee was killed in the trample of of escaping audience members and press. 42 people, as a matter of fact, were killed, trampled to death as everyone in the auditorium tried to escape at the exact same moment in time. The cameraman, holding his position on a crane, leapt to his death, but not before he was able to focus the camera on the skunk fighter with his hands raised high above his head. And he looked right into the camera. And he said, I told you. I told you so. I told you. Now you'll believe me. <laughs> Luckily, a vat of 
tomato juice. A 55-gallon barrel drum of it was outside the ring, and the MMA fighter was able to dive headfirst into the said barrel and flip it over, and that kept him from drowning. And The skunk fighter was kind enough to pull him by his legs out of the barrel of tomato juice so that he didn't uh, succumb to the drowning. They sprayed him with uh, water hoses and soap. People in hazmat suits dropped the hoses and ran, not able to filter out the vapors, even through their supplied air system, every tiny weakness in the suit, every thread that gave way from movement allowed even the smallest of vapors to penetrate their three layers of suit. It could have been psychosomatic. They just thought they smelled it and ran. Maybe it was the abject fear, the death that was in the room. So many died for a sporting event. The worst sports disaster of all time. Lawsuits. Class action suits against the MMA organization. The trauma. People's children with PTSD from seeing all the death and destruction. The MMA fighter scratching his own eyes out of his head covered in tomato juice. Begging the skunk warrior to kill him. Kill me, just kill me. It was a terror that children would remember for generations. And I don't tell you this lightly. Whole planets fought wars. Whole nations engulfed this planet in a world war not once but twice and countless wars otherwise but never did anyone ever include the skunk people in their conquests both as an ally or an enemy no one dared cross that line And now we know why, for good reason. They look like people. They do have a very adorable tail. And they don't like jokes about skunk skin caps that children used to wear along with their coon skin caps. Chasing down the legend of Davy Crockett. And Daniel Boone, just the thought of wearing a skunk skin cap brings up horrible images of almost a skunk blackface to the people, and they find it an appalling racist statement. They've threatened war over it. 
And as for their lesser brethren, the common North American skunk, of course they keep them for pets, much the way some people keep possums and squirrels for pets. They don't cage them, and they don't remove their stink glands. They are free to roam about their properties freely and unhampered. The skunk is the ultimate creature of peace, the ultimate expression of tranquility, living in peace with oneself. It's quite frightening when someone in the population of skunk people discovers a self-righteous human being keeping a lesser skunk, a furry little friend, as a pet in a cage. And it's even sadder when they realize the little animal's been descented, its stink glands removed. Most times it's handled quietly. The person is uh, is asked to hand over the animal. And uh, the skunk people rehabilitate it. And then they ask for the person to be handed over. Of course there must be a trial. Everybody has their rights. And nobody would ever challenge any government's right to bring a citizen to trial properly and give them their due process. But there's never been a case in history that was resolved where a human being walked away from imprisoning and descending a skunk for a pet. It's quite an ugly world when you think about it. That somebody would be so self-righteous and silly they would think nothing of capturing and caging a creature that has such a powerful, unhinged ally in the world. There was talk of asking the skunk people to help in different conflagrations across the planet. Once when aliens invaded the cultures of this planet, all the species that were intelligent enough to join forces to fight against the alien invasion, contemplated asking the skunk warriors to send a group to help them. But there was too much risk involved. What if we had to smell the spray? What happens if something went wrong? And they blew up one of the skunk warriors by accident. What then would happen to the rest of us? Like, alien invasion is bad, but accidentally shooting or blowing up a skunk warrior? Was a fate worse than death? The risk 
that the aliens might not realize the level of destruction before them and walk up and strike one of the skunk warriors. We would be better off letting a million warriors die than risking that. Think about that for a moment. You'd rather risk the annihilation of your species to an alien race than the aliens accidentally retaliating and causing a skunk warrior to discharge their bioweapon accidentally anywhere near your vicinity. That's the power of the skunk warrior. Human beings boldly pressed their mutual assured destruction mad strategy with atomic weapons with the Soviet Union and China. And the Soviets and the Chinese pushed it with the United States and the Allies. Oh, we have all these missiles. We have all these bombs. We could just uh, light the fuse and we could just mutually assure destruction, both sides. We would uh, vanquish you by destroying the whole world. And the skunk people walked into the room and said, if you two boys don't put your toys down and quit your global dick-wagging contest, we're going to throw one of our deceased members out of an airplane at 40,000 feet above both of your capitals and just let them explode on the ground when their body hits. And make your capital cities unlivable for the next two hundred years. There's something to be said about the skunk. The skunk has a no enemy. And everyone wants to be his friend. What a world we live in. I hope you enjoyed this silly talk. And I look forward to hearing from you again. I really enjoyed doing this for you today. And I really enjoy doing this podcast for you. Please don't forget to rate and share. It really helps. And thank you so much for joining me. We'll see you again next week. Take care. Until then, have a most blessed day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. 
it really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash Hale. The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardohail at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.